This episode recorded live from Third Ward, Houston, Texas. Produced by Nick and Jazz. The Urbanist. Unfiltered. Sights and sounds of the Urban League. Straight up. No, no chaser. chaser. All right. James, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Do we normally want to go straight through it or we want to provide the people an intro and let them know what the heck they're listening to i just want to let people know what we've been and who we got in the room we got some exciting things going on don't you think yeah this is um a a new a new adventure new and improved um on old stopping grounds for those who have listened to the urbanists uh, unfiltered before you will recognize our voices. I'm James, by the way. I'm Sherelle. Uh, former civic engagement chair. Former vice president. But with with all good things, we, we definitely have new and fresh blood in the uh, in the room. I'm very excited to um, allow these wonderful people to introduce themselves. Tell us who you are. Hello. What you looking at me for? Ladies <laughs> first. Okay, thank you. Hello, guys. I'm Stephanie Bencian, HYP member and former member of the month. Yes, my name is Chris Chavis, also HYP member and just general body at large. I oh, All around super member. member. He's super a member. Super member. Yeah, yeah. And we co chair book club. There yes. we go. That's important. So if you haven't figured it out by now, um, the urbanist has expanded from two absolutely two co-hosts to four co-hosts quad quad hosts whatever you want to call it we're here it's it's almost like squad but not okay we're the quad okay all right we're the quad um so with that said it's been a long time but welcome to the urbanist Welcome to the urbanist we're so happy to have everyone here so we have some things to talk about we we do Okay, so our idea for the first episode, so you guys can get to know us a little bit better out there in the audience, was for us to ask each other questions, and you can get to know the quad, since that's our name now. I, I like that. I like that. I like Already that done. Okay. Quad yeah. up. Listen, full, 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 <laughs> I feel so happy with contributing to this team, because they are so upset with me, but they are smiling at me right now. We're not upset. <laughs> We're not mad. We're fine. We're not I know. mad. Little technical difficulties before we got started, yeah. but the no quad worries. is in full effect. James, we love so you. everybody has been given a category to ask questions, and um, what do you guys think, round robin? Absolutely. Okay, who wants to start, James? Sure, I, we can we can get the hard stuff out the way. Um, mm. at, as you know, for for our longtime listeners, and even for our first time listeners, who um, I may have had the opportunity to meet. Um, one of my biggest things specific to civic engagement is the um, political impact that we as millennials have. Um, the Urban League is doing tremendous work in the community. If I'm not mistaken, there was a huge volunteer effort around the census um, and, and just making sure that every person is counted. And what I appreciate about the Urban League Young Professionals is it goes beyond the uh, common trope that every vote matters. It's really every person matters. Because regardless of how many people go into those voting booths in November and in the primaries in March, we have an opportunity to really change the landscape of the city of Houston and the uh, general metropolitan area. So I definitely went into politics mode real quick. Um, <laughs> but my question um, to you all is going to be centered around the um, city uh, politics. Currently, we have a mayoral um, uh, campaign that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting. This past Thursday, there was a millennial, um, a millennial debate. I think Sherelle, you were a part of that, weren't you? I was. 
Okay, well, we appreciate your service in <laughs> yes. that. And um, the folks who showed up um, were Dwight Boykins, mm-hmm. um, current city council member, District D, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, Sue Lovell, mm-hmm. former uh, city council member, uh, current mayor, Sylvester, Sylvester Turner, um, Bill King, and Tony Busby. So my question to the quad is this. Given that the mayoral campaign is in full swing, regardless of who wins, post November, I should know the, I should know the date. November fifth. November fifth. <laughs> After November fifth, what is the one thing you want out of City Hall as young professionals, as millennials, as beautiful people of color? That's a good question. I think for me, I think our current mayor has done a good job at trying to um, build an, a space for young professionals to be involved. But to be honest, I haven't been, whether it's just I'm ignorant, I haven't really seen much come out of that endeavor. And so as um, a woman, a black woman, I would really love to see a real, true seat at the table mm-hmm. for millennials to be able to voice their concerns so that we can come up with, whether it's the current mayor or a new mayor, we can come up with an agenda for the almost one million millennials who live here mm-hmm. um, to address the things that we need. So with that, I will say, before we do that, we need to have a forum amongst all millennials to see what are the issues that we're concerned about and kind of come up with a consensus. That's really hard to do with hundreds of thousands of people, mm. um, but whether it's through surveying or um, anything like that, I think us getting on the same page of what we want Houston to look like um, from a civic perspective is great so that we can bring those concerns and we are all on one page. Yeah, I think that's really important across the city. And I think for me, I'm really interested in the District D race Mm, um, because mm. there's so much economic expansion happening here, but I don't know if it's going to displace the residents. So So I'm very interested to see um, what Dwight Boykins leaves behind Mm. and who takes up his space and how that affects the larger city, because this is partially the heart of the city and what happens here just expands outward. So I'm really interested to, to see how this happens. And I remember going to a hall IP meeting with Amanda Edwards and she was talking about these economic opportunity zones. And I think if that's not regulated, it could be really dangerous. And that's interesting. So interesting that you put that out there. So you were gracious enough to allow us in your home. We're currently in District D right now. Yes. Um, What up there, boy? (laughs) (laughs) And it's really evident the point you brought up about what is Dwight going to leave behind Mm -hmm. should he win. Um, I think there is at least over seven people running um, oh, for District like, D? There's like no, 12. there's so, like yeah. 15. Yeah. Right. So that tells you, to answer your question, you know, what, what's going to be the impact of his void? He's There are so many people vying for this position because that shows how important it is to the city at large. So I'd say District D is the heart yeah. of, of the city. I agree. And just in case we don't know, um, the Houston Chronicle just endorsed... Um, Sorry, the Houston Chronicle just endorsed Rashad Cave, who's running mm-hmm. for District D. And so I'm very interested to see how that will impact voting. I'm I'm and working he's a on it. Isn't he? he is a millennial and he's a and member of YP. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Um, so hey, Rashad, we see you. Okay, <laughs> um, but he's been really on the ground doing the work. I've been working on a campaign, so just watching kind of how he's doing things in comparison sure. to how we're doing things. It's been very, very interesting to watch. So 
I'm interested to, I'm ready to get into early vote so that we can see where people stand um, because people forget we could have runoffs mm-hmm. and nobody wants that. Absolutely. Do yeah. you think that's a possibility, James? Um, with, with the number of people that are involved in the race, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It, I will be shocked if it's decided on election day. Um, and that's just because there's there's so many people running who are constantly saying the same things in terms yeah. of issues. I mean, we're here in October, and even though I don't live in, in the district, I've tried to pay attention, I could not tell you everybody who was running mm-hmm. other than Mr. Cave, and I know Car- Carla Braley is mm-hmm. running, and, um, and Dr. Shabazz. 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 Right, there's, so there's a few people that are known, but just think about the general population at large mm-hmm. who have so many things to choose from and people to choose from, so... And also, Brad Jordan is running Scarface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people vying for this district right now, and I'm mm-hmm. really interested to see what happens. And being a member of this district, my vote is going to go to the person whose policies I agree with. I'm not voting right. off of popularity. I'm voting off of, are you going to do what's best for District D? Gotcha. And every candidate that I've met, that's what I've explained to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way a lot of people should be voting. Okay. So one of the things about, uh, I guess, this group is that the three of you all are all inside of the city of Houston. You guys get a vote. Um, well, I guess most of us. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't. I live in the suburbs. I live in Humble. So it's, it's interesting to see uh, how the race is unfolding. Um, I don't get to vote on it, but I do have uh, some ideas about what I would like the city of Houston to do and what I would like the city of Houston to become in the future mm-hmm. just because it does drive and affect everything else in the outward ring. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's all I have. I just hope that the city continues to grow and prosper. Cool. Well, that, that's a very good point and I think with, with you not being in, in the district or, or in, in the loop um, you still have a voice and I know that one thing that Hall IP is doing is making sure every voice is heard because if you don't live here, you work here, or you know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the things that the Urban League is, is doing um, around making sure that people are focused? I know one of the things that we um, had already mentioned was the canvassing for, for census. So do you want to spend a little bit of time talking about just the general importance of census? or? Yeah, that's excellent. I think um, a lot of people are distrustful of the government. And don't even understand that getting counted means that you get money for the area that you live in. And when you're not counted, it means you lose money for the area that that, you live in. Say that. And so um, our wonderful producers, Jazz and Nick, are going to bleep this out if Chris doesn't want this. But Chris, you work for the city of Houston. Not the city of Houston. (laughs) I work for the city of Baytown. But uh, we, too, have to do our own canvassing and uh, get our population count. One of the things historically about the Houston region and also uh, the Houston region at large is that there are low count areas. So um, it's very important and it's imperative for everyone to fill out those electronic forms and actually uh, get yourself counted and your family members counted. If you if you have an elderly uh, family member, make sure that they get on the computer and, you know, log in to be counted because Mm -hmm. Those dollars do come back to the cities, so it's important. Absolutely. And in 2019, doing it electronically, can it get any easier? It can't. I mean, there's no, there's no reason why you should not want to be counted. And for no other reason, if you don't remember the rest of this conversation, remember this. In 2022, 2024, 2026, 
those district lines that are drawn, the people we elect will be a direct result of the amount of people that are counted in next year's census, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not to mention, Houston has some uh, bragging rights on the, on the line. They may actually eclipse Chicago in population. Uh -oh. Yes, yeah. it is arguably the third largest city yeah. 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 <laughs> in the nation. So, yeah, uh, y'all yeah, need to get out there and fill out y'all forms. Yeah, Amen. and Quad says be counted, straight up. <laughs> no no checks. checks. Absolutely. All right, you want to move on to the next question? Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you guys... Okay, I'll take this one because my co-host, I wish you could see their faces <laughs> right now. We'll eventually get to live streaming when we get more yeah, comfortable. Yeah, listen, so. y'all don't want to see it. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm very excited to be here. And to be chosen to be a co-host for this podcast. So the question I wanted to ask everybody in my category was personal. I would really like to know if you're comfortable sharing what is your personal crusade in life? Mm. Stephanie, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> personal crusade. I was actually going to go yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So I am a fan of cities. That's why I am actually practicing or practicing what my passion is. Um, as an urban planner. So I think that my crusade in life is really just to aid cities and make them better places. I feel like each of us as citizens, um, the places that we decide to live and the places that we decide to play, when we leave those places, we should leave them as better places. Mm -hmm. And even if we decide to stay in those places, we definitely should be aiming to make them better. So yeah, I think that that's my personal crusade. That's real. I know that's right. Say to people. <laughs> well, so when, when I'm thinking of my personal crusade, that's a good question, number one. Thank you. Um, I, I think I've grown into it. Um, and when I was younger, when I first came back from undergrad here, wanted to hit the streets running, helping anybody and everybody that I can. The, uh, the Urban League was a good place for me to land. Um, but as I've gotten older, I, I want to I build. I want to build for a family that I don't yet have. Mm -hmm. So my current um, crusade is just building that. And so um, going into this year and, and the past couple of years, mm -hmm. I've, I've had um, what I call like four pillars. And if what I'm doing doesn't fall into one of those pillars, I'm not spending my time on it. Um, it's my marriage, my message, my body, and my finances. So just really quickly, um, I'm going to year three of, of my marriage. So I want to make sure every day, you know, I'm, I'm her good thing as she is mine. Um, Amen. And, and <laughs> in terms of my message, uh, doing things like this, making sure that the people understand, you know, what's going on in the world around them beyond their jobs. Um, as far as my finances, everybody loves money. Um, I recently learned that having money and that being a good thing is actually in the word. Mm -hmm. Y'all fact check me a little bit. I'll, I'll go back and, and get the Bible verse, but that, uh, that helped me out with not necessarily chasing money, but having enough to provide for, for your family. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's in scripture too. Yep. And then finally, um, just my my body. I um, I've always been a, a bigger dude, um, but working on that championship belt That's around right. here. Yeah. Um, but I started picking up running. Um, so I I do more cardio versus weightlifting. Former football player, so I was used to lifting weights. But my crusade in life is to just build my legacy off of those four pillars. Shout out to the alpha man, man. Hey, we listen, listen, man. I, I tried to keep the Greek away, but you already know. I was about to say excellent. Oh, six all day. You did it already. So it's okay. I still all spell right. fresh with PH, but we'll, I can't. We'll all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, all right. We love y'all. <laughs> we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Well, um, it's my turn. Um, I think for me, my personal crusade. Yes, ma'am. Okay, my personal crusade. Um, well, right now, people who are close to me know that I've just been in a period of rest. Um, so the past few months, I've been resting. Um, and that doesn't just mean like physically sleeping, but resting from lots of commitments that I may have. Mm-hmm. Just really trying to dive deep and focus on what's really important to me, understanding who I am, what I want to do, and how I'm going to go about it. Um, and overall, Stephanie actually um, coined me as the community developer. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I think that just embodies all the things that I have done and things that I want to do. So my ultimate goal is just to empower people to be their best selves and contribute to the community. Um, and that looks like for me, it may be planning a conference so you can learn how to raise some money, or it may be um, sharing my story about things that I've gone through in life so that it can empower you to seek counseling or whatever it may be, or just really just working towards being an advocate for the people, being a person of the people, and understanding what our overall community needs are so that we can address those. So I've been making a shift in life lately. Um, I have definitely have always been in the nonprofit world. Um, I will be going, hopefully, <laughs> more into a different type of public sector we're claiming it um and so i'm looking forward to what that's going to bring but i just know that with anything that i do i have the people in mind just so that we can all live our best lives that's excellent and i would add to that i wouldn't even say you're working towards i would say everybody in hall yp is already an advocate for Mm -hmm. the people Mm -hmm. and you're definitely a person who's of the people so i gotta add that caveat in there because hall yp does an excellent job of making sure that we're informed and active in the community absolutely active citizens um so it's on me now um i have several personal crusades in life one of them is telling everybody everywhere I go that I'm from Third Ward, Houston, Texas. All right. But because we're getting personal, you can laugh, that's fine. Because <laughs> um, I'm Sophista Ratchet. But um, I think the one that I will share for this episode of the podcast is I have Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. I've had them both for 15 years before people even thought you could have both. And so um, recently I have been posting pictures with my ostomy on social media. And it's something that takes a lot of courage to do. Like it's, it's a really mm-hmm. personal thing that you have to build up or I had to build up to do. And I think it's important for people with Crohn's to see a person of color, especially for black women to see a person of color. The doctors don't know what causes it, so they can't come up with a cure. Mm. And the more I post pictures, the more I get to talk to amazing people of color and all people in general, but especially my passion is black women with this illness who are asking me questions and experiences. And I wish I had that person when I was 15 and I found out, you know, like I, I just love that. That's a personal crusade for me. And then one B of that is to eventually have a foundation that supports that. And I always wanted to support something else. I don't understand why celebrities create their own foundations when there's one that is already out there. Mm. So do the research and see what's already out there and how you can support. Because when we start building these silos and working in these factions, that's how we end up divided. Correct. So if there's an organization that exists 
I would like to support that. And if not, I will create it myself. I haven't seen one specifically for people of color, but if y'all ever want to reach out to me and you have Crohn's or colitis or know someone who does or ostomy, IBD, all of that, I'm your girl. That's my crusade. And when Absolutely. you're ready to start, you know you're going to call me. Because yes. that's what I do. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. A little entrepreneur. You know, I recently stepped out in that. Thanks, Stephanie. Shameless me. plug. You know, <laughs> we do what we do. Very yes. good. Very yeah. good. Okay, so... That's awesome, guys. So my question for I'm, my category is entertainment, and I'm going to keep it very simple, very basic um, for this first episode. I won't grill anybody too much, but live or, uh, live or dead, what is one person in the entertainment industry that you want to meet or wish you could have met? I got my answer right now. Go ahead. Go for time. it. Go for Langston it. Langston Hughes. All day and twice on tomorrow. Oh, wow. Langston okay. Hughes. He, I write poetry and I compete in slam poetry competitions and Langston is my muse. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Maya. I love Nikki. I love all these other poets. But the way that Langston took simplicity and made it so expansive, mm. that's what I'm trying to get my writing to do. And I finally have started to write in that style. But if I could just have a conversation with him and ask him so many questions like, where does it come from? Like, yeah. are you actually a part of the LGBT community? Like, what is it like living in this renaissance? I just have so many questions. So definitely Langston Hughes. It's a good one. How, do you, how are we defining entertainment? You know, free yourself. Do whatever free you want. Yourself. <laughs> nah, she, she put me on a Art. different path. Yeah, because you, you would think. Literature. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, we can't do literature? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with the boys. W-E-B, the boys. And it's it's very for a very specific reason. Um, I So I finished, um, for the second time, uh, The Negro Problem. It's a collection of ex- essays. Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Dunbar uh, Booker T. Washington, etc. But I want to know his true meaning behind the talented tenth, yeah. mm-hmm. because I think I, I think today in 2019 we have misconstrued um, his in, his intent, and then on the flip of that, I'm not sure if it's all the way accurate. In the same fashion that I think people got Booker T's response at his um, I think it was his Atlanta address mm-hmm. wrong. Um, and right now, I think people who are against Booker's, and I'll get back to W.E. Du Bois, but they think his message of the Negro needs to work with his hands and be industrialized. When I reread his message, it was about creating our own with our own hands, not necessarily being out in somebody's field or industry building something for somebody else. He wanted us to build for ourselves. Du Bois's point, um, if it, my understanding, was that not everybody is essentially ready for higher education, but the people who are should be trained, um, not necessarily to go get money, mm-hmm. going back to my comment about building wealth, not for the sake of money, but that you are able to bring people back up. So I don't know if we've really achieved that. Um, a lot of folks go to college and get that, get that paycheck and they be gone. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I would just want to just pick his brain a little bit more about his true intent um, maybe record it so that way we can put it on this podcast so people can have a better understanding. But I'll, I'll stick with them. Yeah. So for me, I actually have two, and both of them are Arthur's. Uh, James Baldwin being, mm-hmm. I guess, the being the iconic one, and then uh, Tanahasi Coates being the more recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of are in the same vein to me because they both are prolific writers. And they move the, I 
guess, move the dial when it comes to uh, or culture, period. They question yeah. the norms and then they push the envelope via their literature. So I would love to like sit down and just pick the brains of either of those two. And Man, let's make that happen though with uh, Mr. Coates. Let's see if we can get him down to Houston. Listen, for, for I don't see an issue with it. I don't I think see it's an issue either. I said, why not? <laughs> you know, book Club can read his new book. Right. The, okay. Yeah, so I ordered um, The Water Dancer. I ordered it. Mm-hmm. Ha- haven't read it yet. I finished Between the World and Me last year, mm-hmm. um, and I still haven't got to his Atlantic uh, article, The Case for Reparations, um, but that's kind of what set him uh, apart. But um, Mr. Coates, if you're listening, uh, we, to have you. we would love to have you and treat you to a world class uh, fair and enjoyment in the great city of Houston, Texas. Well, Boston seafood for you. Yes, straight <laughs> up. Um, listen, it's not crawfish season, but depending on when he comes. <laughs> oh, Here we go. Here we you go. almost brought Louisiana <laughs> out real quick. Oh, that switch. Did y'all see that switch? Yeah. <laughs> she pointed um, her finger at me and everything. Yeah. Goodness. Well, Chris actually took one of my answers, so I definitely want to um, speak to James Baldwin. But when I think of a couple of other people, Nina Simone comes to the top of my list, Mm -hmm. and then also Solange, just Mm -hmm. because I feel like there are probably some similarities there. Um, I just want to talk to Nina for deeply personal reasons, um, just to kind of hear about her life, hear about her story, um, because I feel like, you know, she's probably gone through things that I may have gone through and just want to just understand where she comes from, how she makes her art. And same thing with Solange. Like, girl, tell us what you're talking about. Albums. You know, like the last one I stand, James knows. Yeah, I stand for, for Solange. But, but did she talk on that album? Or I don't know. Just, but you know I'll put it out there and get mad at me if you want. That sounds like gibberish. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. So educate me if, if we want to take it. You know, a... it's art. It's art. And, you know, I did, I heard that there was, um, that some of the songs she made so short, but they were like 15-minute songs, right? Mm. And everybody knows I love Erica Badu, so I'm, my other person, I just need to, anytime she comes to concert here, I'm mm-hmm. there. Um, and so I think she did it in the likeness of mm-hmm. Erica. Mm-hmm. And so just being able just to talk to her about her creating her process and just what she sings about, what she thinks about. I just want to be in her space. And I would love to just observe her do her work um, because I think that would be amazing opportunity just to learn from watching people do what they do best. I will say, I think Solange has a, a huge, she has this broad idea of, what her art is mm-hmm. and I think we get a small middle percentage of that so mm. I will say that so like even if you don't understand the album mm. I understand the intent behind the it concept. which makes me like it mm-hmm. more that yeah. puts things in perspective yeah mm-hmm. okay. and I think my honorable mentions because I wanted everybody to get through there is first though uh, Andre 3000 is still on the top of my list y'all Absolutely. know which list I'm talking about oh, yeah. um, <laughs> if I ever get a chance to meet either Beyonce you know I, I Jay-Z used to be on the list. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh. He um, is still one of my favorite rappers. Um, We're going to talk about his business. This yeah, there's a wow. lot of things we can talk about yeah, with him. Yeah, we'll save yeah. that for a different episode. Okay. We have Fair a whole Jay-Z Kanye episode, and that would take a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah, one definitely. and two. Thing one, thing two. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, okay. But, yeah, 
Yeah, under 3,000 3, outcasts. Cool. For sure. So it has been amazing and lovely to get to know you guys. I mean, I know we know each other outside the podcast, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think for the purpose of these questions, is there anything else that you guys want to share or talk about in this first episode as we introduce and reintroduce ourselves to yeah, people? Yeah, I, I think we had one crazy question that we needed that we needed asked, I think. That is correct. And it was my job to come up with that question. So, uh, with that, we're going to uh, ask everyone, if you had a superpower. Done. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that you would have and that you would use, what would that be and why? <clears throat> okay. I'm teleporting. <sighs> and I'm time traveling. I'm getting two of them. Wow, Wait a minute. Okay. Right. I'm two of, can I only have one? Well, I'm yeah. gonna go with teleport. I'm going to teleport. Um, there, there's so much of the world that I want to see, and uh, the way these uh, uh, mileage plus programs right. is working, <laughs> I can't get there the way I want to. It's quick enough, but I would love to just travel and just not have to worry about being on a plane for six to twelve hours. Um, I, w- I would love to do that. Um, I still want to time travel, but I'm not going to talk about time travel. But <laughs> teleportation was what I would want to do. Okay. We'll talk about time travel in the future. Ah, I see what you did there. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Add that to the list of topics. Um, ironically, I would choose teleportation as well, but I would call it apparating from Harry Potter because okay. I am a Harry Potter nerd, so I would absolutely choose to apparate. And my reasoning is a little different. So I definitely want to travel and see the world, but half my family is in Houston and the other half is in Las Vegas. Okay. And so you always, if you don't do one city, you're missing something in another city. So Mm. I would love to be able to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas with both sides of my family. Mm, You know, I would love to be able to share in my brother's high school graduation, but then also make it to like the Houston Memorial Day parties here or something. You know what I mean? I I just, I want to be able to share my life with more of my family. Can I ask a question? I don't necessarily understand the answer, but I heard you're supposed to ask if you're a Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. What house are you from? I know oh. that's like a thing. You know what? I went on Pottermore and uh-huh. I'm Gryffindor. Okay. Okay, you, great. You lost me at awesome. Pottermore, but that's what's up. <laughs> so, awesome. That's cool, though. Pottermore is a website that okay. has a lot of information about Harry Potter and mm-hmm. it'll sort you into the house it thinks you go into. Gotcha. So before, I thought I was in Gryffindor, period, because they're strong and they're brave and they're courageous. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are qualities that I embody, but it's weird to say that about yourself, you know, but I can yeah. say that with confidence now. And then I went on Pottermore and it was you like, girl, confirm. you're right. <laughs> it was like, you not no Slytherin, girl, you ain't no Ravenclaw, you ain't no Hufflepuff. Come on and get this crimson and Hufflepuff. <laughs> I respect it. Get I respect this crimson it. crimson and go. So yes. very, very cool. I know Harry Potter is a big deal. So whenever I've heard that, I've to heard other people day. ask. I, I respect it. I'm going to have to get into it eventually, but... <laughs> Hufflepuffs, huh? Buy yourself a box set for Christmas, uh, and you'll okay. be good. All right, cool. Yeah. Gryffindor. Go, go, Gryffindor. I don't have one, guys. You don't what? You don't have a superpower? Excuse you, that me, you what? You don't want to have a superpower? I do not believe that. I don't believe that at all. At no. all. Because you have superpowers now, so. I mean, yeah, you know, I can be super smart, so I can figure out how to. That's a superpower. Hop That's here and there. There's the answer. You there know, you do all of that, so. Okay. You, know, you also make some super, uh, what is it, crawfish pasta? Listen. Wait a minute. That's talking about. Oh, hold on. Okay, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> TV time out. You, 
crawfish pasta. That's 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 the thing. And I don't know what she's talking. Okay. The cat's out the bag. I don't know what I'm talking about either. Sorry. Well, we know what Paula's gonna be the next time we record. Uh, Jazz, can we bleep that out, please? I don't like strangers coming to my home. Okay. Listen, you can make it over here. We'll see. Maybe one day. All I know is it's got a secret ingredient that I can't share. Yeah. Because I never will. I never will share the secret ingredient, but it sets it off. Oh yeah. Understood. Understood. Oh yeah. Boom pow pow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's great. All that. Mm -hmm. All right. So if I had a superpower, I would actually want to split myself to be able to be in two places at one time. Uh, Okay. Very similar to um, what Steph was saying, Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't. I don't have the teleportation part. Gotcha. Like, Mm. gotcha. I can be here right now, and I can also be being productive somewhere else at the same time. I don't know how many times. I'll figure it out. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate it. So, if you were to do that, when you're split into however many people you're split into, do you come back with all the consciousness of what happened? I would hope so. Okay. I'm I don't want to lose myself. She yeah, went deep yeah, on yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering because I don't that's think a, I've seen an question. example of that in comic books without them losing the consciousness or like one person can't or, see themselves, mm-hmm. you know, in another place. Mm-hmm. I know, Superman so with you, it's like correct. multiplicity. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But you still know what's going on in each location. Do you come maybe when we get back together? I guess That's if we're gonna de- if we're gonna develop the concept, I would say when you get back together, mm-hmm. then everything kind of sinks in. Okay. It's like you know together. you on your iPhone at work, and yeah. then when you get to the house, everything logs in. Like okay, that gotcha. makes sense. Because <laughs> I'm like, if you're in one place and you're in another place, like if you're on Emancipation, right, mm-hmm. and you're doing something silly at one of the clubs, do you in another location like you're in Florida, do you stop yourself? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Like, stop. <laughs> That was dumb. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I think uh, I think that's a good intro episode. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Great job, guys. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So for all of um, our wonderful listeners that are um, listening to us for the first time, we hope you enjoyed this intro episode. There will be many more episodes forthcoming around specific topics. And um, if you have any questions, if you'd like to hear any ideas um, that that um, you want to come into fruition here on the show, please email us at pr at hallyp.com or, or, or .org. Appreciate that. It's been yeah. a little bit. Um, that's pr at h-a-u-l-y-p dot o-r-g. Well, guys, we're so excited that we were able to um, start this new endeavor, start yeah. over. We're back. Absolutely. And we're new. Um, so we're happy that we are able to share this experience with everyone who's out there listening. Um, please pay attention to our website, hallyp.org. Feel free to go to Instagram, H-A-U-L underscore Y-P. If you have any questions, if you want to come out to any meetings, they occur on the second Tuesday of every month at 1301 Texas. So, with that, guys. <laughs> All right, we out. Bye. First, first episode bloopers. So, we just, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, okay. you know oh, we just wanted you. to give y'all an opportunity. We appreciate that because as the season co-host, you can tell y'all have this amazing rhythm. So, we're excited to be added into that rhythm. Absolutely. And um, excited for future episodes, for sure. Exactly. All right, we out. Bye.